hello Stockholm. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Linda and Lena. It's so exciting to be here. It's my first time to Stockholm. So after I finish today, I'm going to run around and take photographs like a crazy tourist. Um, but in the 15 minutes that I've got, I want to talk to you about our work at London College of Fashion. Um, and I always start with this slide because um, I think it re really aptly um, sums up what we believe our work is about. And our chancellor described us as the world's biggest factory for trouble. And I, that always makes my colleagues very nervous when I start talking because they look at me and think, oh my God, what is he going to say next? But I think what we use is that as an inspiration to challenge beliefs and to challenge perceptions. Um, the fashion industry has been incredibly slow moving as much as it would like to position itself as an early adopter of technology. Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, we want to challenge that belief and it seems like that kind of thinking is needed in the world today. So if we can inspire our student body and the industry around us, we kind of feel like we're doing the right thing. I'm supported by an incredible network around me at London College of Fashion from our fashion business designer incubators to um, our digital anthropology lab, which is exploring where technology interacts with the body to European funded projects, at least for the next couple of years. Um, we'll see what happens after that. Um, so let's talk about the fashion industry. And I went to South by Southwest in Austin recently and um, was really excited to hear Mark Jacobs speak. And Mark was speaking on the same day as me. So he was in the morning, I was in the afternoon. And I thought, here we go, technology conference, what will Mark say about wearable technology? That's what Mark said. Um, and um, Mark's interaction with technology was uh, with Instagram and his favorite emoji is the ghost emoji. Okay. <laughs> um, so, a, a rather more inspirational quote that I like to use is this one from Hussein Chalayan, because any of you who work in the fashion industry probably know that there's not actually anything that is particularly new. Um, pretty much everything has been done. Every design has been created. Every pattern has been, cutted, uh, has been cut. Um, I think technology genuinely gives that opportunity to create something new. So I want to talk through um, some of the work that we've done. And we get asked to work with a massive range of emerging technologies. Um, and, you know, that's just a, a small list of all of the technologies that are going to impact the fashion and retail industries in the coming years ahead. And it needs to be ready. Um, so our work at LCF is specifically looking at how we can use technology to change the way that designers are making their collections, whether that be smart materials or smart processes, change the way that they show their collections. And we do a ton of work in augmented and virtual realities. And then ultimately, how they end up selling those collections too. And I was talking to uh, a colleague at Intel a while back, and we were throwing some ideas back and forth about what designers would be like in the future. And, you know, whilst I don't particularly like this phrase, the fashioneer, I think it is that blending of skills that is going to create new products and new processes and new services. You know, when we first started working in the area, you could see fashion designers over here, engineers, coders all the way over here. 
we need to start bringing them together, start co-creating and seeing what happens. So let's talk through some of my work on wearable technology. Um, and wearable technology has a terrible reputation in the fashion industry. Why is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love Diane. She's a wonderful designer. But look, this is, this is a lovely example of where technology is simply placed on the catwalk. Um, I think there is a better way to go. But that said, my first project uh, in wearable technology looked like this. Um, so we had, look, look, come on. I, we had a really good idea. We thought we could make this flexible screen dress. Um, and when we set out with Nokia to work, we wanted to laser cut the screens of those devices and kind of bend the screens. And of course, they just smashed. So the dress became a skirt. We just 3D printed the structure and literally bolted the devices on. 25 kilograms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's not wearable technology. Um, <laughs> the Microsoft really liked, they bought Nokia, so I take full credit for that. Um, and uh, they gave us some technologies and said, do some cool stuff and make us cool. Um, so we said, okay. So we made wireless charging trousers, which literally took their inductive chargers, stuck them in a pair of trousers, and boom, there you go. Um, uh, more interestingly, we're really excited about how we can start bringing technology startups under the same roof as fashion designers. So at our incubator in the East End of London, we're starting to house them in the same building. And this project was the preemptor of that. So we, um, we found a company that had developed a flexible battery and put them together with some fashion designers and they made a, a real belt that charges your mobile phone. They crowdfunded it, which fashion designers never crowdfund anything. So it did pretty well. Um, we made uniforms that go to the beat of the music too. <sighs> a blockchain, um, I think Niall, maybe reference blockchain a little bit. It's something that is interesting. Um, we did a project very recently where we were able to show transparency in the supply chain. That was great too. And um, we were very fortunate to create this amazing project with Claire Barrow and a robotics company in Bristol called Open Bionics where we developed that 3D printed bionic arm. That model in the image there is, has myoelectric sensors on her shoulder muscles. And when she flexes her shoulder muscles, she has individual finger control over that arm. It's extraordinary. And I think um, we have a strand of work at the college, which is around better lives and using design. And could we turn disability into desirability? It was an, ex uh, an amazing project to work on. Um, by far and away, our most seen project in wearable technology is Tinkerbell, who we developed with the, the wonderful Richard Nichol, who sadly passed away at the end of last year, uh, and a technology company called EXO, again based in London, and um, 200 million impressions on social media. We were adamant that we wanted to take away all of the functionality from that product Wearable technology in fashion for us at that stage was about creating emotion. Could we use technology to create an emotional reaction? No one needs to know what your heart rate is and how many steps you've taken when you put on a dress. Can you make people fall in love with it? Uh, and we did that. It was, it was awesome. But that creates problems. Everyone wanted to buy it. Um, you're going to hear this today. Where, where are all of those? 
Um, so we've been trying printed electronics. Uh, could we print a circuit board and heat press that into a garment? And this is a, an early test of that. You don't have to make it um, act like a graphic equalizer. I just like stuff flashing. So we connected the garment to a mobile phone and uh, yeah, it looks pretty fun. Imagine that on the tube. Awesome. Um, we're also hosting a hackathons, fashathon, for goodness sake. At the end of this month, we're bringing together roboticists, artificial intelligence experts to work with fashion designers to see if they can come up with something interesting. Um, I'm going to touch really briefly on our stuff in AR and VR because I think it also has an impact on how designers are creating product and showcasing them. Um, but it starts with me uh, at Lucasfilm and Star Wars because I love Star Wars. Um, and they were crazy enough to let me in explore with all of their incredible work they're doing around immersive entertainment at Lucasfilm. Um, so I took inspiration from that and we started to create projects at London Fashion Week. And this is one that we did with uh, designers Fyodor Galan and um, used mobile devices to live stream onto that four meter inverted pyramid and use real time CG to kind of rip them apart. So you saw real model and then a kind of augmented version of her. Uh, it was a fun early test in kind of mixed realities. Um, virtual try-on is going to become hugely important the more that depth sensing and facial tracking improves through mobile devices. Um, you'll see a lot more of this kind of thing. This is something that we did very recently, back end of last year. Um, the mo model you see wearing that scarf is the designer Emma Shipley. Um, she's not wearing a scarf in that picture. That's a 3D model. And when you can get it it looking that good and that realistic, will this drop into the buying cycle for consumers? Will it start to make a difference in how they try on and eventually convert? Um, we've been using Microsoft's HoloLens to experiment at London Fashion Week and did an early test uh, in September of last year. Um, and the BBC came on, along to film this. We scanned this designer's collection using four high-definition cameras and turned it into a 3D volumetric mesh and dropped it into the HoloLens. And you'll see in a second what it looked like. Um, it, it, it looked okay. Um, wow, there it is. So, yeah, if you like looking at mummies, it looked awesome. Um, but... But what was really interesting was um, people's reaction to it. When they tried on the headset and saw a hologram in the room with them, it was a real wow moment. So we went from four cameras to 64 cameras uh, and did this uh, in February. And you can begin to see the difference. So, you know, while still looking a little bit CG-esque, um, this is a view through the HoloLens, we wanted to introduce interaction. So you can pinch the model. I always felt a little bit awkward about doing that, but um, uh, if you pinch, you can mix and match the collection and kind of see what you can do. And I think it begins to hint at a potential future use for the HoloLens, which Microsoft really needs. Um, but if you haven't got loads of cameras, could you just use code to create a 3D model? Yes. Um, and I think it all of this pathway to creating 3D assets um, 
is really valuable in creating value for brands. Conversion rates are much higher for brands when they use 3D. So um, I'll finish with this. And I always get asked about the future of fashion and retail. I don't know. Um, but I think um, what events like this are so important in doing is bringing people together. Um, we need to start communicating, talking to each other, figuring out what the industry needs. Let's collaborate. Let's start just making stuff and see what happens because what we make now will build our future. Um, and that's everything for me. I'm in the midst of a fierce social media battle for more followers. So the, these are my statistics. Please follow me. I'm desperate. Ben, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone.